I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back. Thank you for being a friend. What you talking about, Willis? You are a meathead. No soup for you. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Sitcom My Face. I'm Nick Franco. I'm Jay Frickin' Bidwell. Did we do it? Did we make it a week? Did no one die this week? I, I, I think we're safe. Holy I think crap. we're safe. I think we did it. <laughs> we're going to find out two hours from now that some super famous person died and we didn't even pay it's attention. Like, yeah, we're going to just like, like click the internet later. Crap. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> Damn you! Well, I got. I'm sitting here in my uh, my Chucky shirt. Nice, I got nice. My, got my Chucky blanket. Yes, I I, I I see also Pride of Chucky on there. I got my 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 good my good little pal here. Ah, your 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 good guy doll. There's something I would like to discuss right up top, real quick. I, I don't okay. know. If you can, I don't know if you can guess what it is. Um, redheads. Fire crotches <laughs> is the correct answer. <laughs> Have you seen this? <laughs> Not the, yet. The Chucky TV series. I know because you told me actually about the the one aspect of it. <laughs> uh, season two was just announced, though. I watched through this. What is it? Eight mm-hmm. eight hours, I guess it was. This is a fucked up show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You thought the Chucky movies were fucked up? This is a fucked up show. Have you seen the last couple? The last couple movies? Let's see. I saw like the first, what, three? Three or four. I'm trying to remember of the uh, Child's Play series. Uh, Of course, the original, which which was awesome. It was 88, I think? Yeah. Yeah, it was late 80s, I know. The first Child's Play is actually one of the first horror movies I ever remember seeing. Oh, nice! Uh, and that and Pet Cemetery, I think, were my are my two earliest memories ever. And that oh, Zelda wow. bitch, that Zelda bitch, still scares the shit out of me from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that dude! But anyway, yeah, Chucky TV series. Watch the last couple movies if you haven't, and see if you're into mm. it because this is an eight hour commitment, and it really does follow up on Cult of Chucky, which I loved. Okay. I know a lot of people didn't because. Chucky finally does something that we've been waiting for him to do since the first fucking movie. So, love okay. it or hate it. But this show, I half love it. I half hate it. I am excited to see where they go with it. But there are a lot of people from the franchi- the film franchise that show up. So, yeah, But but the other uh, piece of that that I remember you telling me was the setting. Oh, yes. New Jersey. It's in... Uh, no, no. Not not just New Jersey. What, what, what town in New Jersey? Hackensack. Yeah, where I live. <laughs> Too bad it was, I think it, we looked it up and it was shot in like Toronto or something. Right, yeah, a lot of those place, uh, shows are uh, not, not, not locally uh, shot. I will say Chucky looks worse than he's ever looked, so the budget must be pretty low. Which is weird, because Universal uh, has owned it since the second movie, but they've, they've been going straight to video, so I'm assuming... Maybe they're just like lower and lower and lower that you want to make another one? Sure. Here's some here's some scraps, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got some spare change here. Chucky movie. Sorry, we just spent all of our money on uh, Halloween kills and Halloween ends. You're getting shit. Sorry, Chuck. 
And by the way, for all those wondering, is this a Chucky pod? No, it's not a Chucky pod. <laughs> hey, this is this is, might as well be a sitcom because this is funnier than anything I watched. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how's that for a different stroke? Oh, hey there. Hey, hey now. Upside down and backwards. <laughs> but but speaking of different strokes, <laughs> now, w- w- was this your first foray into the uh, sitcom? No. I Although I, I will say I have not really watched it much in probably 20, 25 years. I watched it a lot when I was young. I remember it on okay. Nick at Night when they had the... Yes, okay. We talked about the each night of the week during the summer, especially it would be a different marathon. They'd have the Monster Night and the I Love Lucy Night, and I do remember a different Strokes Night. <laughs> that might have been going on in Grandpa's bedroom, but they also had it on Nick at Night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you mentioned one episode, which was the very special episode, and that one I just happened to have watched within the last year or so but besides that one episode i really haven't seen the show in in probably that long and i gotta say of the shows we've watched this one was the most pleasant surprise to me of i remembered it worse than it it really is quite good (laughs) i was kind of surprised i don't know how familiar are you Uh, now for for me like you know this this is pure nostalgia because yeah this is me growing up i was like eight yeah i think about eight nine years old when this premiered the oh, way ended in 86 was it 86 or 85 ended, ended the year i was born so it ended before oh, i was okay. born <laughs> okay because i was born in december you know it was over by then so yeah yeah i, I was wondering like if it's it's one of these things you know you've heard it's like does this hold up like after all these years and you know, you know, certain aspects of it, I was surprised as at how well it actually still did hold up. And other parts, I was like, yeah, maybe not this. <laughs> I, I, I really was kind of shocked at how good a lot of the jokes are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remembered it relying more on, oh, look how cute Gary Coleman is, which it kind right. of does. But even then, his jokes are actually funny. Yeah. His jokes are funny, and his delivery is like impeccable. Like he he actually hits hits his hits his lines so well. And when he started the show, I believe he was ten years old, playing even eight. Yeah, he, he looked yeah playing younger because uh, <laughs> as, as those not familiar with the sitcom Different Strokes, Gary Coleman actually had a, a bit of a. Uh, a, a physical issue, a, um, uh, what was a kidney, uh, oh, what the hell was it called? Kidney issues are, are usually what stunt your growth, I think. Right. I'm going to go ahead and say, I think of all the shows we watched, these might be the best child actors. Yes. I, 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 I've only, like, these would be probably the most, like, standout child actors. I think, like, the cast of, like, Modern Family the child actors that they had were good. Like, it, it flowed well within the show. But these were the standout child actors. Yeah, I, I mean, Modern Family probably would be the runner-up, I would say. Yeah. Uh, they wrote them a little more straightforward, though. Yes. You know, yeah, these 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 kids were good, and I, I didn't remember that. Like, I remember Gary Coleman being cute, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't remember Todd Bridges and uh, Dana Plato being so good. Right. Although, you know what? In in 
looking back at this, I will say, like, starting with the first episode, the, the moving, moving in episode, that was uh, episode one, like, one of the things that stood out to me, she, w- she wasn't on screen long, but Dana Plato came off with, like, an even snootier delivery at the beginning. It's like, oh, daddy. It's like almost like, yeah. I, 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 I thought it was like Mr. and Mrs. Howell, like, oh, oh lovey. Yeah. Oh, lovey. And then finally, I think she got her character And she wasn't better. even, like, a main character yet, it didn't seem like. Because she wasn't even no. credited in the theme until, like, season three or something, right? No, the two I th- or I three? Was, uh, I think two. But because in season one, the way they started it out was, oh, you know, uh, Mr. Drummond, Conrad Bain, he has a daughter that goes to boarding school and is only home on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you had a night scene, the nanny would be gone or the, the house uh, housekeeper, who is yes. Charlotte Ray, who we love. Yes, for, for the fir- for the first season, it was Charlotte Ray as Mrs. Garrett. Half of the second. She was gone early, man. Yeah. She was... <laughs> Yeah, I I was su- I forgot how early she actually left the show. Yeah, but it wasn't like left the show as like oh I hate this thing. It's because actually they had created a spinoff for her called The Facts of Life. See, I knew this was a uh, this was a spinoff of Different Strokes. I didn't realize how quick they were to it though, because she yeah. like I was watching uh, when I first started watching the show today. I, I did the first episode and the last episode of that season. The final episode mm. of that first season is the backdoor pilot for this, where she yes. goes with um, Kimberly to the school, and a lot of the characters are already there. Uh, Natalie mm. and Joe were not yet. I think Joe came in later anyway, but Natalie wasn't on there. But a lot of the other girls were. Molly Ringwald was on there, you know. I know, but which which is I I find hysterical that like the first season of Facts of Life, you had a whole boatload of characters was like, Kimberly with, with ever girls. on facts of life which does she did she go to this when it spun off I don't remember I don't her know, at all I, I don't know if she showed up in maybe an episode or or two when we get to that series I guess we'll find out more I didn't even remember the whole thing about Willis and Arnold being his housekeeper's kids yeah so that I remember in the pilot that I guess they're his longtime housekeeper had died and yes, she, on her on her do- deathbed, she asked if you'd watch my children. And he takes in these little boys. And it actually is really like it's a really cool show in the way of how it really it does some of the things the Jeffersons and all in the family did, but it does them in a much less aggressive way. Yes, I I, I will ag- totally agree with you. Yeah, it's it's not heavy-handed. It's got kid gloves with, with on because yeah. you're dealing with kids. And it, it right. is kind of a heartwarming show, and you you kind of wait for that moment of Phil Drummond, the the adopted father, to have any, but he just doesn't. Mm-hmm. He has like no race racial <laughs> hate in him at all. Although, like, we'll get to the one episode if you want. Um, it was uh, Willis's birthday party. Okay. Did you uh, happen to catch that one? No. Willis's birthday party. The premise of that episode was. Willis, you know, like, you know, like for, for his birthday, he asked... To bring the Mr. neighborhood Drummond kids or something? If he could have uh, a party, not just the neighborhood kids, you know, the kids from where he grew up in Harlem, but have the party in Harlem. And, you know, Mr. Drummond was okay with it, but then Willis is like, wait, you're coming, right? Yeah, And, you know, like, and, and uh, Kimberly and Mrs. Garrett, it's like, 
oh, oh, wait, we're going to Harlem? Kind of like, that, like, uh, taken aback because of the safety issue of going to Harlem. Especially when you're a wealthy white man, yeah, I would imagine. Right. So, like, some of those, if you want to say prejudices in that, were uncovered really in that episode. At first, they, they had a problem even getting there because, like, no taxi would go from Park Avenue out to Harlem. <laughs> they were having problems getting a taxi that would go out there. And then once they uh, show up, their na- the neighbor, because it's at an apartment building, the, the neighbor of um, Willis's friend there lives upstairs. He pulled a brother man from Martin. <laughs> he, 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 Came down They've the been fire escape and, and through the window. <laughs> so Mr. Drummond's like, he just takes out his wallet. Say, here, here, just take it. <laughs> and Mrs. Garrett's got like a, uh, like a, sa- like, like a, like a, like an air horn thing for, for safety. Like, like blowing like, burr. <laughs> so, I'm just shocked yeah, you referenced Brother Man right now. I don't know where the fuck. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> have you been Martin? watching Martin or something? No, oh, I haven't wow. watched in years, actually. Man, man, brother man, what are you doing here? No, yeah, but but again, sandwich. <laughs> but again, how brother man would make his entrance? You'd just, you'd just like <laughs> come in through the window. Yeah, you know, like you know, he he would not come in normally. So, yeah, the the, the neighbor stops by because he heard. The music and like the partying, it's like, oh, it came down. It's like, and he knew Willis. So it's like, oh, yeah. but yeah, Mr. Drummond's like ready, like, oh, here, j- just take it. Just don't hurt us. <laughs> so again, for the most part in that show, Mr. Drummond is not, you know, like, you know, racist, bigoted, and that. But this was the episode that actually kind of did show some of it where it's like, Oh, we're going into a, a, a non-safe area. Yeah, and, uh, did you see the third episode with uh, Mr. Drummond's mom? Uh, no. Of the first season? No. I watched first one season, and two yeah. and then the last one of the th- first season. Okay. Yeah I, I, yeah, I watched one and two as well, but the third one is when his mom comes to visit. And he hadn't told her yet about you know b- bringing in Arnold and Willis. Oh. So... It's like, oh yeah, like uh, I have two boys, and like the the uh, I'll, I'll say one thing: the ongoing joke throughout the the series that they've done. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, yeah, you have two boys. Oh wait, did you get remarried? It's like, oh no, no, no. It's like, oh Phil, you sly dog. It's like, no, no, it's not that either. <laughs> what? It's like I adopted uh, these two boys, and it probably would have been around this same time because she was a little bit older than me. But I had an adopted black cousin. Name Alicia. Unfortunately, she has passed. She had some oh, long and heart issues. But growing up, she was my one of my best friends. And they always said we got along like salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you, you know, had tended to push it. Push it good. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, sorry. That's a different website. Um, my, so. No, 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 <laughs> not that. No, Jesus, no. no, my, no uh, I'm just saying. Uh, my aunt had issues with her grandmother accepting her adopting a black girl uh and ah, was uh, okay from all accounts in the family disowned for a very long time for doing it Jeez, it it, it is it is crazy like when you actually okay you know watching watching sitcom versus then all of a sudden reality of oh okay what happens when say, say you know like uh, a black child is adopted by a white family or 
vice versa or, you know, like anything like that, anything out of the ordinary, you know, like air quotes. And then, you know, like, you know, people's reactions. Shout out to Aunt Lynn, though. Love you. Good on you, Aunt Lynn. Breaking down them walls. Go Aunt Lynn. That's right. And adopting one of my best friends. R.I.P. The, um, Uh, I would say, (laughs) if you go by the show, Mr. Drummond here is probably one of the best TV dads I've seen. Yeah. If you go by how these people turned out, I'd say he's probably one of the worst TV dads. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. In real life? (laughs) Yeah, th- th- this this would be uh, oh my a hellscape God. of a... Uh... Holy shit, what a... And I didn't even realize, do you know when Mrs. Garrett died, when Charlotte Ray died? Like a year or two ago. Yeah, right? it was 2018. Yeah, She outlived yeah, yeah. like almost everybody except for fucking Yeah, except Willis. Todd Bridges. That's crazy. I thought she had been dead forever, dude. Now, you know, I was in the same camp. I thought Charlotte Ray had, like a long time ago, had uh, bit the big one there, but... Uh, no, it's like, I forget what I was watching, but, like, it was something where she showed up. I'm like, oh, shit, wait, Charlotte Ray's still around? And ironic knowing what we know now about, like, Dana Plato's drug issues and she died yeah. of a... I, they say it was a purposeful suicide. I I don't know if Man. it's hard to tell, really. Right. And, but and, there, and Todd Bridges, he, he early uh, had issues with drugs. Mm-hmm. Did you catch all the jokes, though, in the early seasons there about... Arnold making all these jokes about her being on drugs and being drunk and stuff. I I, I did catch a couple of them. I did catch he, a couple of them with uh, with Dana Plato. She says something to to Arnold, and he looks at the dad and goes, "What's she smoking?" <clears throat> and there's another mm-hmm. one. She comes down for breakfast all real tired, and he goes, "Don't worry, Dad. She's not hung over this time." Yes. And you're, that, I was that, just that, like, "Damn." <laughs> I wonder, like, so I kind of looked into that, and apparently, uh, she was quite the wild child, even. Even pretty early on there. Early on. And I guess her and Todd Bridges had some fun. Lucky <laughs> wink, bastard. Wink. No. Nudge, nudge. I remember same having old. a little crush on her when I was a kid. Oh, same here. Like, uh, like one of my early crushes was Dana Plato. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> you just played a lot of and Night then, Trap? Uh... <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. <laughs> Play a lot of Night Trap? P- PS1. <laughs> She's in her bra. <laughs> yes, the first PlayStation, the... The controversial game was it of on PlayStation Too, I remember it on PC. No, it was it was on uh, uh, PlayStation. You know they, I think first they just like remastered it and re-released it on everything. Now it's on PS4 and Switch and everything. Oh my god! But but yeah, like for for all those like it, it was the controversial game back then. And uh, like, what, what, t- tell them what what the, some of the controversies were, if you if you remember. Well, well, the plot. I've never played it, but I've seen a lot of gameplay footage of it. So it was like a sleepover party, and like a bunch of yeah. these goony fucking murderous creatures or men that you can't really tell what they are. I forget what they call them. Yeah, they call I, them I, I something goobers or them. some some weird in the fucking game. And you gotta yeah. you gotta as you're spying on the party, you have to like set off traps to catch these things. Yeah, you, you have video screens right. <clears throat> where you can monitor and then set off the traps when you see one of those things. Like It, it might be those games that are bad luck, though, because, like, the sequel, <clears throat> you know who starred in the sequel of it? Who's also gone? Child star? Justin Diamond? I don't know. Corey Haim. Oh, wow, Corey Haim. Jeez. So, <laughs> I mean, you never know. But yeah, it was a it was kind of a titillating game, and I believe that it was one of the reasons the M mature rating was made for games. Yes, yes, it, N- Night Trap was one of the example games that they brought out of 
you know, like, hey, you know, we, we, we got to do something. Just like, again, you, you were, <laughs> when you were born, there was a whole big thing with the PMRC. They were, they were the group going around that, okay, th these uh, lyrics and things on music, they, they, you know, something's got to be done to get rid of these. And it wound up, this is why we have labels on music, mature and explicit lyrics, etc. Versus, you know, we, we don't have the music. Because, you know, it was a big battle. And actually, one of the people uh, I remember on, on the side of the music industry was Dee Snyder of uh, Twisted Sister. He was one of the ones testifying before Congress. Yeah, okay, here's this guy that, you know, big, long, uh, long, curly, blonde hair, and, you know, always wears the face paint, so it's like, oh, is that a girl or a guy? And, you know, like, that type of thing, and... Um, You're confusing and America's youth. Yeah. And boy, so, did they. <laughs> <laughs> They're still confused to this day. But he was very well-spoken, very prepared in what, you know, like, in going in front of uh, Congress and, you know, like... And, and uh, the PMRC in, in fighting the war there. Yeah. Yeah, he's also a good follow on Twitter. <laughs> it was a time when you, you see things like Airplane that were rated, like, when, wasn't Airplane rated G or something? It had nudity in it? PG. PG, it, it had was, nudity in it. It was just plain PG. It had Because there was no PG-13 <laughs> right, at that time. PG-13 didn't exist. I believe they accredited the PG-13 rating to Gremlins and Temple of Doom, was it? With the melting heads? And I, I believe, like, the first, or one of the first PG-13 movies was Red Dawn. I think the Jeffersons did it, too. Is this one of the few shows where the spinoff outlasted the the original show? Uh, you, are you talking about Facts of Life? Yes. I think That's the only spinoff, right. right? Yeah, but, like, yeah, oh, uh, no, actually, <clears throat> there was another spinoff. Really? Or, actually, no, it wasn't necessarily a spinoff, it was, uh... But they did crossovers, and if you looked on that list of the top ten episodes, one of them was this crossover, of which I will say wasn't actually one of my favorite episodes. I was like, eh, because I remembered the other show, and it made me go, eh. Silver Spoons? Not Silver Spoons. I'm guessing on Hello what was on that <laughs> It was a show called Hello Larry. Never heard of that fucking thing in my life. McLean Stevenson was the star. Uh, fr fresh off the heels of uh, MASH. Never heard of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> heard of that one. <laughs> MASH, what is that? I don't know. Yeah, it's what you do with potatoes. But anyway, uh, McLean Stevenson and his two daughters. I'll say, actually, one of my earlier crushes was Kim Richards from the... Uh, I, rem I remember when I was a little kid, um, Escape to Witch Mountain. And then uh, oh, okay. later on became actually one of the... Uh, what was it? The Housewives of uh, oh, no. was it Beverly Hills or whatever. Oh no, for better or for worse. Well, apparently she's 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 related with the Hiltons. Facts of Life started after the first season of this and ran for nine seasons, so it got one more season yeah. than yeah, Different than Strokes this. did, which is weird. I think I don't know. I think Jeffersons went like eleven seasons, and I think All in the Family was like nine, maybe something like that. Eight, eight or nine. It's so bizarre, though, when a spinoff actually lasts. It's, it's pretty rare. Joey only got two seasons. What the fuck, man? Hey, what's going on there? That's some bullshit. <laughs> what's the deal with... Friends no. got ten. But Oh, did you notice <laughs> in that last episode of the first season, the Facts of Life episode, did you catch who the, the head of the house was, the guy? Mr. Crocker was the guy we've seen in multiple shows now. 
Oh God. Um, he's the he's the Mister What's His Fuck from the from the Bob Newhart show, The Patient. Oh God! And the one that we saw on Night Court again when he was on. Yes, yeah, because we we yes we brought up his name a couple of times. Yeah, I was like, oh <laughs> shit, it's him again. I have a feeling that man's gonna <laughs> pop up everywhere as we keep going. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, like yeah, when we get around to things like. Uh, not just Bob Newhart, but Newhart and things like that. I'm sure he'll show up in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Do you remember in the the Dharma and Greg episode when we talked about their cameo on Two and a Half Men, and I mentioned the Fresh Prince episode? I think it's the finale where they're selling the house, and I told you the Jeffersons show up to buy the house <laughs> on Fresh Prince. Wow. What I forgot was the other cameo that shows up is Mr. Drummond and Arnold show up to buy the house. Oh my god. <laughs> so when I saw that clip pop up, I was like, oh yeah, that was who I was trying to think of. Because I on that episode, I was like, there was someone else who came in there, and then it, boom, it just happens to be this shit that we're watching. But, weird. Well, in season two, I think had my favorite episode, and that's the one I messaged you earlier. I want to say it was the first episode, so the ones I'm telling you might be wrong because I noticed that on IMDb, the episode guide and the way they're listed on Amazon Prime are different. Yeah, oh, oh I, I ran into that too. So I like, was like, wait, oh, episode seventeen too. It's like, wait, yeah, why is this about Christmas? Right, I'm not looking for the Christmas one. So I'm not sure. It didn't seem like Amazon was missing them. I think they're just in a different order. So maybe maybe one yeah. has the production order and one has the airing order. I'm not sure. That's quite possible because, yeah, I was screwed up. Like, I'll say I think the season ones were okay, but it's when you hit season two, all of a sudden the order got screwed up. It's also on Tubi for free, I saw. So oh, if you nice. don't have Prime and you want to check out Different Strokes, check out Tubi. It's a free app. You just got to watch ads. But um, the yeah. first one I watched on the on Prime was the Muhammad Ali episode. Mm. I think it's called Arnold's Hero or something like that. And I thought that the, episode the, was hilarious. The, the hero, Arnold, uh, I think, quote, Arnold's Hero. Yeah. And, yeah, that was a funny freaking episode. I didn't know Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali was so fucking funny. And I think, oh yeah, if I remember right, I think the title of this show came from his one of his little popularized phrases, right? Different strokes for different folks. Didn't he bring that back? Oh, you know what? You, you may be right as far as Ali had lots of catchy phrases so i you know whether it was from ali himself oh yeah no actually you know what the title from the series eventually became different strokes inspired by the phrase different strokes for different folks popularized by boxer muhammad ali yeah in 1966 so i wonder if that was his little like oh look what they did i'll, I'll come do the show although this show had crazy guest stars i gotta say it was amazing some oh, of the yeah. people that were popping up on this as you're watching you're like what mm-hmm I'm not even a sports guy, but there's so many great sports guest stars and stuff like, yeah, but, s sports stars and other celebrity uh, people like Mr. T. The Muhammad Ali episode was was my favorite of the about. I think I watched about sixteen to eighteen somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. He wants so badly to meet Muhammad Ali, and then the plans fall through. So. Willis and Kimberly formulate a plan basically to, to tell Muhammad that Ar Arnold is a, like a make-a-wish patient. Yes. So they slip a note under his door and tell him that Arnold's dying, so he'll come meet the kid. Uh, and, did you catch and, uh, that moment, though, that real laugh, which was really funny? When mm -hmm. Arnold, he gave some line about, <laughs> uh, he goes, what is, what is the poor boy troubled with or something? He goes, it's something we can't pronounce. And you see him break. 
and mm-hmm. he quick shoves his face. There, there, into... there are a couple of points that Ali like yeah had to hold it. Well, this is Willis. <laughs> Willis almost Willis broke, and it was the first time I seen him break on it up to that mm-hmm. point. And uh, so he like shoves his face into Kimberly's shoulder, and then she sees him breaking, and then she starts to break. So she does like a quick like face and hand thing. It was so funny. But you could just tell that. God, wow! Look how much fun they were having. Which mm-hmm. we now know is because they were probably fucking at that time. So <laughs> fucking and and also <laughs> drinking, uh, doing d- coke, doing, d- d- doing lots of uh, fun drugs. <laughs> yeah, uh, some interview with Todd Bridges. He was talking about how his first sexual experience ever was with her. Wow! And he thanked her. Uh, this was, I think was after she died. He thanked her for proving to him that he liked women because he wasn't sure he had almost been molested by some manager. Oh, wow. And he wasn't... Now, that that I hadn't heard about Todd Bridges. Yeah, so I, it was some guy his dad hired to manage him or something, and he was, like, grabbing his dick all the time, and... Gee, did he also own a bicycle, bicycle shop? Right, I, and I wonder... <laughs> I wonder did, if did any he of those play things encouraged, you know, some of the storylines and stuff. You never know. I wouldn't be surprised with, like, actually one of the... Now, you mentioned the phrase before, a very special episode... Different Strokes was one of the original ones for the very special episodes. They had, like, like what, five or six of these, like, things, of which, like, a few of them were two-parters. The list you sent me, I, I read a few of the synopses. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is kidnapping. Yeah, yeah, some, some actually heavy shit. Well, and that one said that Kimberly was some hitchhike. They hitchhiked, and the guy wanted to molest she, she, her. She and Arnold hitchhike, and, yeah, the guy's ready to, uh, you know, molest her. What the fuck? That's crazy. Again, I remembered the the bicycle shop. That's the one. most famous I, one. Yeah, Eight, that's the most famous funny, one. Funny, even my one friend Amanda, shout out, how you doing, Amanda? I told her we were covering this show today, and she goes, "Oh, are you going to do the bike shop episode?" So it's like yeah, the you have to, you can't yeah. talk about the show without talking about the you know the very special episode. That's the known one, the big one. Yeah. And then there was the the one that said the little boy who comes in the later season, Sam. Yes. He gets kidnapped as well. I, yes. I don't know if it was a predator or not, but he gets kidnapped. Yeah, a, a guy like, it's like basically to, to replace his to replace his dead kid. You know, he he kidnaps Sam and, and like and he tells like Sam, yeah, I'm gonna kill your family. <laughs> yeah, good good way to uh, you know ingratiate yourself. The uh, the Muhammad Ali episode though, that waiter who they get the room number from for Muhammad Ali. Do you know he's in four episodes yes. as four different characters? Oh, that he's like that guy we talked it. about on the Bob Newhart show who was just in like a bunch of episodes as different. Sure. Mm-hmm. But this guy, he was like the waiter in one episode. He's the teller in one episode, the mailman in one episode, the messenger, like just random shit like oh that. Oh, my God. That's, that's got to be a fun little that's gig, like, though. And you can just be like random extra guy who's just always there. Hey, yeah, you know, like, you know, uh, go, going to our uh, cl- clerk's background uh, that you know, Walt Flanagan. Yeah, true. <laughs> he was like, what, six characters Basically, in Clerks they, Alone? They, you, the, 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 yeah, the utility man. That's like, oh yeah, we need a guy to come in and complain about, uh, you know, like the uh, nudity in the the <laughs> magazine. Okay, we need a guy to to play a uh, counselor. We need a guy to play a. <laughs> the last episode of season two I watched was the one with the tarantula gang. Did you watch that shit? No, I didn't watch that. Rewatch that one. This was the funniest one in the most unintentional way because they're trying to do a gang episode. But it's oh, for God. like wimpy little fourteen year old white boys, you know, and they're wearing oh, their God. cool hip tarantula, <laughs> like uh, those satin, 
you know, those satin, like, fucking club jackets. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Willis wants so bad to be, like, one of their friends and be with him. And, of course, they're they're hitting <laughs> on girls and, you know, saying naughty words. So they're they're bad. And they just it's so funny the way they talk them up. Like, they're like, they're going to hurt somebody. They're going to murder somebody. They're fucking, like, 14-year-old little douchebags. Urchins. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So they're, they're, he's like, oh, we're getting ready for D-Day. We're getting ready for D-Day. It's, he's like, oh, this it's going to be huge. Their D-Day is spray painting the school. <laughs> like, yeah, that, yeah, that's their, that's the big woo. Yeah, a fucking a real gang would be doing drive-bys. They're over here spray painting the pl- principal's office. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly was not <laughs> was no boys. The, in the episode hood. is like talking about <laughs> it because because it's talking to children. I'm sure. But they're they're talking yeah. about it like oh these kids are so bad oh they're horrible kids and shit you're like shut the fuck up <laughs> it's like it it almost reminds me of like yeah they're bad in the way that uh you've seen of course Easy Money with uh Rodney Dangerfield right <laughs> not in many years I don't remember much about it yeah, yeah. but what what where the guy that married his daughter uh Julio his friend is like doing like the part of a Cyrano he's like hiding in the bush it's like <laughs> t- t- yo tell her you're bad. Uh, I'm bad. <laughs> I'm a bad man. And it's like, jump up and down. <laughs> Lydia, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any others in the season two you thought were good? One of them was um, the uh, like uh, Will- Willis and the older woman. Oh. Where, where Willis wants to see this uh, band play live, but the nightclub to watch the band, you have to be 18 or older. So... Of course, Willis does two things so he could get into the nightclub. He gives One, some he gets coke a fake to the ID. No, 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 no. That was that was Willis's. No one touches Willis. That was Todd nightclub. Bridges' way to get into a club, not Willis's. Yeah, yeah, that was Todd's way to get into the club. But now, um, yeah, he he gets a, a fake ID, and the other part is he puts on a mustache <laughs> to to look. I older. hope it's a. Big gray, like Civil War mustache. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't, but it was like a pretty all curled. But no, it wasn't curled. But it was one of those really puffy mustaches. And like, geez, okay. <laughs> so like, yeah, he he goes into the club and you know, he's talking to the uh, waitress. He's doing well by not being overly aggressive. So gets her number. And you know, like sets up a date while he's still dating Charlene <gasps> in cheated on in real life. Said, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Not real life, Ooh, but I am for real. <laughs> <laughs> Good call out. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so Charlene, yeah, Janet Jackson was in that one, and there was another episode where Willis and some of his friends are starting a band, and. They, he wants Charlene to um, audition for the band to, to, to be another lead singer because Willis is w- the one lead singer. And, of course, this was also a way Janet Jackson got to sing on the show. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess early on we did know that <laughs> she could sing. Do you know how they got Kimberly, Dana Plato? I did see they got her. They saw her on the gong show or something. Yes, from a cheerleading team on the gongs. Apparently, she did like a hundred commercials though as a child. 
Yeah, that part I didn't realize like that she was in that one. Many. I, and one story I read said that she was she had been given the role on The Exorcist, and her parents thought she wasn't ready for such a serious Holy role. Holy crap! So my they, God, can, can we imagine if she played Reagan? <laughs> it, I mean, that would have been huge for her. Yeah, and and, and and you know what? Like thinking about that though, maybe she would have actually had like the bigger stardom earlier and avoided the you know, things addiction. may have gotten to her earlier yeah, yeah the well and she's earlier. in exorcist 2 they put her in that afterwards which it's like an uncredited role she has like one scene with linda blair linda blair's like whoo thanks god <laughs> <laughs> hey be sure to try the pea soup um, so in season three i only wa- i watched uh, the first and last the magician which had okay. uh, Arnold doing like a magic trick where he's trying to Next disappear show, and he yeah. goes out on the ledge, hides out on the fucking mm. ledge. And Ed uh, Too Tall Jones had, <laughs> From the Dallas had Cowboys, a cameo. Yeah. He was pretty fucking funny in there, actually, too. And then the last episode of that season, I watched The Athlete, which was like um, a different school was trying to recruit Willis to play baseball. Oh, and he was like, okay. you know... Uh, treating him with gifts and all this to get him in there. But then he injures his arm and they immediately, those gifts dry up and he's like, yeah, we Disappear, don't want you anymore. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, eh. Those like the ledge ones. Okay. But I wouldn't say either of those two were amazing. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Se- season three, for the most part, I skipped over like, yeah, I, I saw the magician one, but uh, I was like, yeah, that was enough. Cause there was, it wasn't uh, stuff on the uh, list really for season three for the top episodes. I'm like, Sure. Season four must have been when uh, Willis's balls dropped because I'm watching the first couple of that season. He's talking like <clears throat> his voice keeps fucking going. I was like, "Oh, yes. you poor boy! You had to do this on national television." Yeah, in uh, season four, um, you had a uh, uh, you know Janet Jackson as Willis's girlfriend. There, there was one where it's like, "Oh, you know, like is he going to you know like have his first time with?" Yeah, Charlene there. I think that was like the first episode of season four. I think this is where we start getting more hidden raunchy type jokes too, especially about mm. this is where we start getting Kimberly a lot more sexualized. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, that there was an episode of season one, I believe it was season one or season two that I forget they were going to go on a trip or whatever. And Kimberly, it's like shows up in a bikini. It's like, you know, how's this? And like, it's like, uh, wait, how old are you actually? It's like, wait, should 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 we be like, whoa, or well, should we be like, ooh? Well, in in yeah. by like season five or six, in the opening theme, you know how they show two clips of the characters and then they say their name, and you know, yeah, they they have the her clip, uh, her two shot, clips yeah. when she must have been a minor, were her doing like aerobics bent over. Yes. And then the next clip is her with like she stands at like a standee Green with hair. the tits. And oh, she looks okay. down no, and I, the standee's oh, got God. big old tits and she's like, whoa. You're... <laughs> I was like, what? Calm down, dude. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Jeez. But you know they were going, oh, the little the boys love her. The little the, the teen boys love her. Put mm. a little titillation in there. But yeah, they had her like stretching and then have some fake tits on her. I was like, Jesus. Which ironic, because eventually she did get fake tits, so <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it was a premonition. <laughs> but there's the the ski episode this season 
where she's going like on like a ski trip and she doesn't tell her dad that boys were invited. And there's a lot of jokes about mm. he's talking about your first time away. But every time she they say first time, she's like, well, my first time. Uh, how, what are you talking about? And they're talking about like sex. So right. there's like a yeah, insinuating. There's yeah. kind of like a all or um, a three's company type <laughs> scenario where she thinks they're talking about her losing her virginity. And the dad's talking right. about her first time going on a trip away from him. Mm hmm. The, fir- the first of many, I told you we're going to be talking about Camp Crystal Lake a lot tonight and Jason Voorhees, because f- this is the first okay. one I noticed out of many was in, in that ski episode, and this girl was in three episodes, an actress named Dana Kimmel. Okay. She was the main girl from Friday the 13th Part 3. Oh, jeez. Yeah, in 3D. In 3D. And when it's also in 2D, but uh, she's- <laughs> Yeah. She was Chris on that. I kept going, why do I know you? Why do I know you? And then boom, I was like, oh yeah, you're the you're the main girl from that. Yeah, and, and in front of the 13th, part three is, you know, for all those you know, of the, the the Jason trivia, yeah, that's when Jason actually starts with the ski mask. Yeah, part part one, he only d- does that one, uh, like, pop out of the water, like, with the girl in a canoe. And part two, he's got basically, like, like a hood thing on <laughs> on his head he's got a kkk bag on his head basically yeah and three is like oh yeah hey you know what let's i think he'd look good in a hockey mask dana kimmel was also on an episode of facts of life as a different character oh yeah weird huh <laughs> another one of those uh multi-role uh actor actresses mm-hmm. but yeah season five we get uh I think this was this is the first time I saw him. I don't know if he was in there earlier, but his little bu- Arnold's little buddy Dudley. Yes, yeah, Dudley. Yeah, I I liked Dudley. He was in forty three episodes of this, and yeah. also the star of Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning. He's Reggie uh, Reggie the Reckless. Oh wow! Holy crap! They just kept coming. I'm telling everyone I watched. I'm like, yeah, you can tell this is the eighties. This is, and I that makes you wonder if uh, what was it, Sean Cunningham? Was just a big different strokes fan, and he's just like, I want that one, I Maybe. want that one, I want that one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they, they, they should be in the next uh installment, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're also in a row, she was in three, that he was in five. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, his real name is what, Shaver Shaver Ross, Shaver Shaver Ross. Oh, uh, Dudley. yeah. Uh, yeah, what I watched the arcade episode is- where Willis and Arnold are competing to get a high score in some very terrible looking video game that looks very repetitive but they, but they just gotta get it my friend they just gotta get it yeah uh, yeah the fifth installment friday the 13th a new beginning yeah reggie the reckless yep shavar ross that was and the, then uh, the, the last episode i think it was of that fifth season was called my fair larry did you see who was in these episodes playing larry and apparently no. he was on multiple andrew dice clay Oh my God! Who looks ten years older than everybody else at that high school, but he is in Willis's high school. <laughs> yeah, he was in at least two that I that I seen. Um, I watched one and I saw another one on that list. I think that you pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know how many exactly he was in, but then the girl he's after is someone else we just mentioned on the Darwin Greg episode. Uh, Jamie Gertz is also in there. Oh, okay. Andrew Joyce Clay, I think hey, it I, said this was his first television appearance. Holy crap. <laughs> Different strokes. Who, who'd, who'd have thought? <laughs> Dude, you would, you would not have believed my face when he walked on that screen. 
the fuck are you doing on different it's like, strokes? Is that who I think it is? He like uh. falls for Kimberly, <laughs> like trying to propose marriage to her and shit. But she's like, ew, you're a fucking greasy pig. Like, get away from me. Yeah, see, yeah, I thought when you said Larry, I'm like, oh no, it's like another Hello Larry uh, connection. I'm like, oh dear God, nope. <laughs> like, yeah, if if we ever ha- if we ever do an episode on Hello Larry, it'll be short and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it because yeah, it just was not good. Somehow it lasted a couple of seasons. In my research, I, I discovered some other Sherman Hemsley show I didn't know existed called Amen. Yes, Amen. It was five seasons. Was, I was like, I never even fucking heard of the show. Yep. I think it said 86 to 91, something like that. I'm at season six already. You got anything before that you want to cover? <laughs> I'm trying to fly through because we're already almost an hour in. So <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the episodes that I, I hit were mainly through season five. I really didn't hit the, the later seasons, you know, six, seven, and eight. Because I just remembered them not being as good. Well, and here's what I didn't remember. Apparently, every episode I had ever seen was in those first couple seasons, because I don't remember any of these later people at all. Who yeah, come in. The, the later seasons were just, I don't know. <laughs> well, season six opens with an episode about, a, at least on the Amazon Prime version. The the Burglar, Did you, you didn't see anything about that one? Terry Kaiser shows up, who I fucking love, from Weekend at Bernie's. He's Bernie mm. in the Weekend at Bernie's movies. He's also in several yeah. episodes of Night Court, which I knew him from there. And I thought this motherfucker was dead. But upon Googling him today, he's still alive. I thought he died 20 years Jeez. ago. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're just like, you know, propping him up. And you know, sorry. But Terry Kaiser, <laughs> also, Friday the 13th, Part 7. Right there in a row. <laughs> the Friday the 13th connection. So fucking so weird. We'll find Three, it. five, and seven <laughs> I found in just those episodes that I want. I bet you every other actor is in other episodes that I did not get to. Because what are the fucking odds? Now, the weird thing is, he's a burglar, right? And they have, like, the little den mm. next to the door. He crawls in the window. You see a problem with that? He crawls in the window on the 30th fucking well, floor. Say, yeah, the 30th floor <laughs> penthouse apartment. Yeah. Yeah. But is he Spider-Man? It's a fucking balcony. <laughs> like, it's not... I didn't see a fire escape in the balcony episode. No. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't see... I'm guessing there was some kind of fire escape because... But there was an episode with the fire <laughs> where they're like, you know, there, there's a fire going on and uh, Mr. Drummond's trying to distract them from knowing that there's a fire going on uh, in the uh, building. This season, I also watched the uh, the Hollywood, the two part Hollywood episodes. OK. Where they meet uh, Knight Rider, Knight, <laughs> David Knight Rider, Hasselhoff. Yeah. This was a ridiculous mm-hmm. episode, by the way. He's, he wants to marry this Maggie. Who is, mm. which you mentioned you wanted to talk to do the Designing Women coming up or something? Uh, no, I didn't mention that I one. I thought you said yeah, Designing Women you wanted point. to cover soon or something. Because mm. that chick's <laughs> from that, and I didn't even realize that. That's a show I've never seen. Yeah, uh, uh, Dixie Carter, right? I think. Are, well, she is one of the two Maggies. There's another Maggie in the last season. <laughs> and then her son, who actually is a kid actor that I knew a lot, not from this, but from my youth. He played the voice of Montana Max from Tiny Toons. Oh my god! The, I love the little red haired uh, kid. That's yeah. And then he he was Montana Max. He was <laughs> Montana Max has money. He was also <laughs> on the show Salute Your Shorts, which I used to love as a kid on Nickelodeon. Oh okay. He was Bud Budnick on there, the like the the bully kind of kid. Okay. 
Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even realize he was like on this to begin with. He was actually pretty funny down here, though. Although Mm -hmm. Maggie's kind of a bitch and uh, her son has some clear emotional issues that she ain't dealing with because this kid's fucking always upset about shit. This kid out here is always like... I I have it here. Marianne Mobley was the second Maggie. Mm -hmm. And then it said said they actually worked together on a couple episodes of Designing Women. Both of them. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know Dixie Carter was definitely on it. Both of the Mrs. Drummonds. But yeah, we get a we get a whole we get the wife, we get the new kid. I guess they thought Arnold was getting too old, even though he looked the same until that last season. He looks real old. Yeah, that, that that's the strange thing because really he doesn't look like he's aging for most of the series. Yeah, and then season eight yeah, he looks end, real rough. Yeah, it's it's like more it's the face mm-hmm. that you see that like. Yeah. Wait a second, did he all of a sudden age ten years? <laughs> That'll happen when you move from NBC to ABC. <laughs> I guess the last season's ABC. That's weird. That is weird. Based on guest stars alone, it had to be huge to pull some of these people they were pulling. Oh yeah. Even Nancy Reagan came on this fucking show. Like, yep. <laughs> like cool. Hey, just just say no to drugs. Right. But uh, but apparently she didn't mention that to uh, Todd and uh, Dana. But <laughs> Danny uh, Cookie, Cookie, I think is the Budnick, the little or... red haired kid who plays Sam. Yeah, some. Uh... Yeah, Cooksey. Cooksey. Well, of course, Kimberly, they got rid of for a while because she got pregnant, I guess, in real life. Yes. Yes. So they they did bring her back, though. I guess they made it, a lot of sitcoms. They would just say fuck off. And uh, even with her, I think I don't know how public her drug issues were at that time, but they did let her come back for most of season seven. And then I think some of eight. But was that I'm trying to remember when they did the bulimia episode with her. I think that was in the last because season. Yeah, because that was something also that Dana Plato was actually really dealing with. Well, your not-so-fun fact of the day, too, not only did she die of a drug overdose, intentional or not, even though it was mm-hmm. deemed suicide, her son also shot himself. Oh, dear. Yeesh. So if something's running that family, the dad, the guy she was married to at the time was a rock star of some sort. I, did, I didn't recognize his name, though. Oh, um... Let's see. I, I had never heard of him that I know of, <laughs> anyway. But L- Lanny Lambert. Uh, it's like, who is he from? <laughs> it just says musician Lanny Lambert. But yeah, this show was definitely better than I remembered it. Did you did you look up anything on the Molly Shannon story? I told you. No, I did not look up the Molly Shannon story. You, you, you gotta. I watched uh, an interview she did with Howard Stern when her book just came out. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that some manager, the guy that was managing uh, Gary Coleman, invited her up to the, their hotel room and was like, hey, yeah, I'm going to sign you, whatever. And she had never, this was, she was like new to the business. She goes, I was Got a it. sweet, innocent Catholic girl who was just trying to find stardom. I was, she goes, I was a virgin, honestly. Oh, God. And so, so, so she basically was Mary Catherine Gallagher. Right. Exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> so Superstar. So she goes up to the ro- the room to like talk to this manager and hopefully sign, and then he just leaves her there with Gary Coleman. Oh dear lord! Who she goes is trying to play up the cutesy card, like tickling her and shit, like oh look how cute I am, mm-hmm. blah, blah. and I think this was during while the show was on, the, sh- the way she was telling oh. it was while because uh he was eighteen and I think she was twenty one or twenty three, one of the two. 
Okay. So he's like pl- trying to play the cutesy shit, and he's not being like aggressive, but he's trying to be playful in an aggressive way. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I I, I totally get what you're so saying. So she's like, oh, he start like I kept saying no. Because I didn't even, she's like, I didn't even realize he was trying to have sex with me because I was a virgin. I didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, he kept jumping up on down on the bed, and then he would try to like mm-hmm. land on her privates and like grab, like land on her chest and try to like kind of grope her almost. Oh dear! <laughs> and so she started getting weirded out, and he kept like he. She said he would um, jump up and lock mm-hmm. onto her, and she would have to shake him off and throw him off. And she gets up because she was like uncomfortable. So she goes, I'm going to go to the bathroom. She gets up. He grabs her leg and is like wrapped around her leg like a fucking chihuahua. She (laughs) said she kicked him off and went to the bathroom. And all of a sudden he his hands and shit come under the bathroom door. And he goes, I can still see you, silly Billy. (laughs) Oh, my God. And she goes, I was she goes, I was so freaking creepy. She ran out of the bathroom and ran out of the hotel. And then she I guess she saw the manager guy in the lobby or something. And what goes, yeah, it's not going to work. And you should really like keep an eye on him. And then she left and she said that she felt she felt really bad for not telling anyone really or doing anything about it or even standing up for herself because she felt like she couldn't. Right. Yeah. Because like you said, she, here she is just trying to break into mm-hmm. like uh, show business or whatever. And it's like, oh, OK, <laughs> that's not the way that you want to break in. Can you fucking imagine? She well, she said, I never felt threatened because he was so small. She goes, I knew if I had to fight him, I would win. Mm-hmm. But she also just knew that <laughs> something wasn't right about anything that was going on. So damn. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> And I just can't imagine her lying about that, especially this point in her career. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Howard Stern, though, I think they did say she told that story on Conan once years ago, but I don't think it caught any traction until the book later on. The yeah, fucked up, man. Jeez. But I I, I heard like like Gary Coleman was kind of like, not to say he was creepy, but. It, I think he was, a lot of times, he was kind of like, uh, how do you want to say, he was upset at the world. Well, he did The Surreal Life <laughs> 2, didn't he? This, well, not yes, The Surreal Life 2, but The Surreal Life also. I don't know which season he was on, but... Actually, the funny thing is, I think it was, was it season two. two. Yeah, well, there you go. I think it was. Cause I, yeah, because I think Vanilla Ice was on I remember Webster too. did it, too, old uh, Emmanuel Lewis. Yeah, Emmanuel Lewis. Yeah. He was always seemed really angry. I think he got a. He was doing like mall security or something, and someone kept badgering him. Then he assault somebody. Yes, and the the hilarious part, not that yeah, him assaulting someone is hilarious, but the whole mall security thing is The Simpsons. The Simpsons, yeah. yes, with uh, oh, what what was that toy? Oh, the uh, the Furby thing. Not Gizmo. It was supposed to be Furby. For, like uh, Giz Furbo Gizbo. Or, or, oh yeah, was it Furbo? Fursbo, Gizber, I don't know. But anyway, that that that's like he was Fizbo the, the clown? security guard. What's Fizbo that? the clown from <laughs> Yes, Fisbo the clown. <laughs> yeah, when when yes, Furby yeah. was all call, the rage. Call, call call back to uh, Modern Family. Well, when the toy is like kind of coming back to life, he kind of kicks its butt, and then he's having like holiday dinner with the Simpsons. It's like. I think it's like, you know, it's like, what you talking about, Homer? It's like, what you talking about? Everyone. Like, well, like doesn't he do him. karate on it? Like, uh, like yeah. Arnold does on the show? Like Arnold's always doing karate moves and shit. Yep. 
<laughs> the housekeeper that comes in later, Pearl. Mm-hmm. I I didn't really rem- I didn't remember her at all, and I, I didn't remember her yeah, Maggie or I, the kid at all. But um, she apparently is the vo- a voice on SpongeBob. Really, she's like SpongeBob's teacher, which I read Miss Puff or something. But oh, at the same time, that made me go. I've never seen SpongeBob. I thought that motherfucker would be a grown ass man. He's in school. What the fuck? You know? That's a <laughs> that's a child sponge. I didn't know that. <laughs> I did not know that was a child sponge. Could, could, could be a different sponge. Never. Like re- referencing Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I've I've actually exhausted my notes, which is crazy because I had a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I think we covered a lot with, uh, if you have, uh, not Facts of Life, geez, different strokes. Oh, uh, one, one other sitcom connection, the theme song. Okay. Dish it. Who, g- Who huh? wrote it or what? What do you got? Oh, let's see. Well, the world don't move to the beat of just one drum, especially when you are Alan Thick. <laughs> Alan Thick was one of the ones that wrote and sang that song. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know his son was a uh, musician. I didn't know he was. No, but Alan himself was also. I did notice in the last inclined. season there, the singer changed or something. It was a different re-recording of it. Yeah, and I, you know what? I never really like realized sometimes until doing this show, going back to some shows and listening to themes where yeah, all of a sudden the theme slightly changes, different singer. And I've been watching uh, other sitcoms lately and seeing the same thing, like The Brady Bunch. I'm like, oh, wait, first first season, uh, some guys singing, here's a story of a uh, lovely lady. Um, it's like, I think it's second season on, it's the kids singing, here's a story of a lovely lady. Because you know, <laughs> like, by then they had like, put out their the album hell? and they were trying to sell that shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Brady album. Yes, but but but, but the Brady, uh, the... Uh, Variety Hour hadn't started yet. <laughs> that's a that's a different story. Yeah, I tried to watch the Different Strokes remake show that Jimmy Kimmel's been doing that live in front of a studio audience. Hulu has the first two episodes they did, but not this one. So I don't know. I couldn't watch the Different Strokes yeah. one. But if you're curious, they do have the All in the Family Jefferson's one and the All in the Family Good Times one are on there on Hulu. If if you mm. know where this one is, let us know because I would like to watch it. Oh yes, yeah, like I actually I had recorded that episode, so that's why I'm able to watch it. Yeah, on DVR, the different strokes live in front of a studio audience. Yeah, basically Kevin Hart steals the show as Arnold. He he's he's into the character. What you talking about, Nick? <laughs> Which yes, I, I love also uh, Gary Coleman in also when he needed uh, money. He was on I think it was the Ben Stiller show. When Ben Stiller had his, I think for one season, his uh, like a little thing there, and the sketch was like he he's dying. It's like because he needs a new catchphrase. At least he never robbed the video store like Dana Plato did to get yeah. one hundred and sixty dollars <laughs> and then immediately get arrested. Yeah, that that wasn't did, didn't show up well they for said uh, the, uh, Dana there. The woman she robbed recognized her and just called the cops and goes, "I just got robbed by the chick from Different Strokes." Strokes. <laughs> and she dropped... Kimberly robbed me. I don't remember this episode. They showed up to question the woman, and uh, Dana had le- had dropped her sunglasses in the parking lot and came back to get them, and they caught her in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, again... It, oh, man. Addiction will uh, screw you up, I would That's think. Hella painkillers, my friend. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
but uh, but with that Gary Coleman one, yeah, like he he he's a, he's about to crash, but I think Adam West was in this uh, episode, and Gary Coleman comes with like, "What you talking about, Batman?" <laughs> so, so so he he you know he he gets a new life with his new catchphrase, "What you talking about, Batman?" I really did enjoy this though. I'm actually I'm thoroughly impressed. And how much I laughed at this show today. I really did not expect that. I kind of expected to go, okay, it's cute for a minute and then be over it. But it actually is very well written. Um, there's a few hokey scenes and ideas, but they, they they are forgiven for me. The, the, the way they're gearing at kids. I get it. Yeah. Still, even as an adult, I think a lot of these jokes are pretty good. Yeah. They, that's what I was saying. Does it hold up? Actually, yeah, it does yeah, I, pretty well hold up. And this, like I said, I had not really, really watched it in a long time. And out of all the shows we've covered, I, I kind of had a good gauge on a lot of them. This one, in my head, I, I had been doing a disservice to different strokes in my head. I got so you. So this is why we're doing this show. So things like this can be pointed out and go, you were wrong, Jay. Different strokes is a pretty great show, I got to say. Yeah, and I I would put this like higher on our list, like it, it's definitely middle to higher on our list of uh, sitcoms, which we will get around to soon. Even with those two boring ladies they added at the end that I don't really care about, <laughs> Pearl and Maggie, I don't really care about. But yeah, well, 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 it's really rated on its best seasons. I would say yeah. that, that that's how you uh, you, you know, could probably the, say uh, it probably went a season or two too long. But yes. still, I think it's pretty good. Totally agreed. All right, where can they find us, Nick? Well, if you are looking for Jay and I, if you want to go to Twitch, you could get Jay over at Bidwell Fog. Yeah, twitch.tv slash Bidwell Fog. If you want to find Nick on Twitch, it's netnick191. Yes. And if you want to reach out to us on email, you know, that, that thing that still exists, it's sitcommyface at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash sitcommyface. slash sitcommyface. And Twitter at sitcommyface. Hey, I see a theme here. <laughs> I just posted that picture that Kurtwood Smith shared on Twitter of the new 90s show on Netflix. Ooh. Red and ooh. Kitty Foreman are back if you're a That 70s Show I, fan. I, I did see that. I, I saw the uh, the still. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, d- d- definitely got to... D- Visit that show at some point in the near future. Night Court and that 70s show are both coming back. This is a good yeah, time for me. Those are two of my favorites. Crazy. <laughs> two of my absolute favorites. Nice. Although maybe they'll turn into the Connors and I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, to no. some of the greatest shows on television. But And I, I listened to a really good new show this week. Uh, it's called What Exit Jersey Stories. Oh, really? Tell me, tell me more. <laughs> it's got some uh, some douchebag named Nick Franco on there, but it's actually a really good show. So oh, maybe oh, th- maybe check that out and uh, give it a, yes, a like and, and, and a maybe subscribe. and maybe Nick will uh, will finally push out the latest episodes because you know like uh, like as he's finished editing. <laughs> but, but I got to ask you a favor, Nick. Will you do me? Will you do me one solid? Yes. Well, no, I did a solid earlier, but anyway. Will you sitcom my face? I could do that, but I think we should ask our audience. Maybe they could sitcom my sit face. My face. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. What you talking about? Good night, everybody. <laughs> what you talking about, Jay? <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, if it don't, if it ain't fixed, don't broke it. <laughs>